0: This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday, the 18th of September. Jazzy boy, the Victorian government is considering a 7.5% levy on short-stay accommodation providers like Airbnb Ooh. and like Stays. The idea is that it will deter landlords from listing there and will enable more housing supply for the locals. This would be an Australian first Airbnb's <laughs> lobbyists and their lawyers. Many of The Flux fans are big users of The Flux app. And now we've released a brand new feature. Ooh, it's all the stats that you want to know about yourself. Yeah. How many skills you've completed in the Flux app, how many articles you've read, even how much money you've saved. So if you want to see all your juicy stats, make sure to head to the My Stats tab. Three marvellous stories today, Juzzy Boy. Let's do it. For our first. Amazon has told major Australian broadcasters it will take a 30% cut of revenue from ads consumed through Amazon's Fire TV devices. This is wild, but not such a surprise coming from the Zon, so tell me more. All right, so outside of Amazon's retail marketplace, (laughs) it also owns Amazon Web Services, also owns Alexa and many more nifty products and services. Including Amazon Fire TV. Yes, Fire TV plugs into a TV and basically lets customers stream audio Mm -hmm. or video content through the internet. Think streaming 7 Mate or Netflix or Stan or K.O. and everything else as well. But now Jazzy Boy, Amazon has told broadcasters that Amazon's going to require a 30% cut of any revenue that the broadcasters earn if someone watches through Fire TV. So if there's an ad on 7 Mate watched via Fire TV, that'll be 30 for Amazon. Oh, and by the by, we'll be starting to implement this in three weeks. Wow. So, Jazzy Boy, the networks really feel like they've kind of been threatened here. And if the broadcasters don't pay the revenue share, they might be delisted or downgraded within the Amazon App Store. Wow. So, what is the key learning here? Revenue sharing models are common commercial models where different parties are compensated for the contribution to a sale. But when the stakes are high and the contribution to the deal or the sale might be low, yep. these things can be pretty contentious. B-Man, in the case of Amazon, they're demanding a 30% cut from broadcasters which is a significant portion and could affect the broadcasters bottom line in a big way yep but even worse B-Man Amazon's aggressive strategy could actually set a pretty dangerous precedent yeah if other big players like Google Mm -hmm. or Samsung or even LG follow suit it could dramatically impact the business models of free-to-air TV providers for our second story SEN the sports radio network has recorded a $9.2 million loss for the financial year and it's renegotiating its Loans to stay afloat The undisputed king and queen of (laughs) ads SEN and suddenly they need more ads Mm. Tell me more All right. so SEN which stands for Sports Entertainment Network Was launched back in 2004 as a Sports radio network And for the uninitiated SEN owns a whole heap Of radio broadcast rights We're talking AFL, A-League, Cricket, Rugby League Socceroos and Matildas games Also the Spring Carnival Jazzy Boy But now Brett, SEN has recorded a $9.2 million After tax loss for the last Financial year On top of that SEN has had to ask for some relief from its bank after missing some covenants on their loan. But B-Man, SCN reckons these results don't tell the full story. So what's the key learning with this one? While numbers don't lie, they can certainly deceive. Yep, financial results can be a maze of numbers and also of terms. And Brett, depending on which line you're looking at, the story can change significantly. For example, EBIT, earnings before interest Mm and taxes, gives you a bit of a snapshot of a company's profitability. But it excludes the costs of capital investment, or other financing. While net profit or net loss, Mm -hmm. which is the last line of a profit and loss statement, can include one-off items, which don't reflect the operations of the business. Now, SEN reckons that part of the reason for these results was some major impairments and non-recurring costs. And excluding these adjustments, SEN was actually nearly $5 billion profitable. So, Jazzy Boy, just focusing on one metric can give a skewed perspective. For our third and final story, Arm, the UK-based chip designer, has successfully... IPO'd on the Nasdaq and this marks the biggest IPO in the world for nearly two years Arming up for big things Mm. in the chip space Jazzy boy go on well Arm is a UK based chip design and software company started back in 1990 the very same year that Vanilla Ice handed us Ice Ice Baby (laughs) your (laughs) favourite yeah now Brett you may not know this but Arm's chips are used in producing everything from smartphones to laptops to TVs and much more and Jazzy boy you're probably using their products every day without realising while you're listening to Ice Ice Baby Apple Samsung Google they all use Arm's designs to create their chips. And B-Man, late last week, Arm finally re-IPO'd on the NASDAQ. Oh, and they finished the first day with a massive 25% boost in their share price. And they're now officially valued at 65 billion US dollars. (laughs) And that is huge. And Jazzy Boy, that makes Arm's IPO officially the biggest listing since 2021. And B-Man, it might, it just may, (laughs) rally up some new IPO excitement after a pretty quiet season. Big call. Now I'm wondering what's the key learning here? (laughs) Everyone wants to join the dance, but no one wants to be the first on the dance floor. Could not have said it better myself. After high interest rates and the word recession being thrown around like a rag (laughs) doll, it hasn't been the best year for a lot of tech companies. In fact, 2023 has been called the worst year for US IPOs since 1990. So, ARMS (laughs) IPO may serve as a signal of confidence for tech companies that have been waiting to go public. Think Stripe, (laughs) think Discord, perhaps even SpaceX. But none of them have made moves to hit the market just yet. Hey man, I was shocked and quite impressed that I've read 15 articles in the Flux app over the past two weeks. We're talking articles where you can actually learn about making smart money decisions for your future. So if you want to see how many articles you've read in the Flux app, make sure you head to the brand spanking new feature. My nice stats. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.